Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans wherever you are. I hope that you are doing well. We are currently, oh, I mean I've said this nearly every podcast this month, I said you know we're halfway through the year but hey, June is June is almost done and then we're almost into July which is which is crazy. I am very much looking forward to this weekend having a, a, an athlete back, back on stage um, in the PCA show uh, before things start to pick up middle of July and then as I've said to you before you know it's really in August August that starts to pick up all the way through up until the British finals um, so yeah exciting definitely now the topic of today's podcast um, I guess you could say it's kind of similar to when I said how to know when to end your off uh, to, to end your season but today is going to be really sort of how to know whether to, to end prep early or, or not so that that podcast that I had I did a few weeks ago that was referring to the fact that you had you were you'd you'd done shows and you were maybe perhaps two or three in and you were deciding whether you should continue to do more because you know you're seeing so many people now and I would always recommend as well to do like two or three shows but just like continuing on and doing more or you know the benefits of going and doing the British finals or or, or whatever it is which you see you see a lot happen um, but for today it's going to be discussing you know you're you're in a position where you're dieting and you've not done any shows yet you know it's no secret that prep is hard and if you haven't ever dieted to uh, low levels of body, extreme low levels of body fat uh, will probably be the hardest challenge that you've ever done in your life physically but but also more so mentally as well and the truth be told for every one person you'll see on stage there'll more than likely be a couple that just didn't quite make it and if you are one of those that's listening I want you to realise that there's nothing to be ashamed about and it's very very common that and prep's just incredibly difficult I still remember like my first prep was the hardest one that I ever did um, and thereafter they got easier but looking back on that first one it was as I said the hardest thing I'd ever done. Um, I'm sure everybody that's prepped once uh, or twice before will tell you that the, the first time was was uh, the hardest for them. But I'm sure, like if you have prepped before, you'll agree with me saying that it was probably ultimately like a lot harder than you thought it would be. But of course, it was way more rewarding because of that. But if you're like, even if you're a season a season competitor. There might, there might come a time where like it's inevitably better to end prep than not. So this podcast isn't just aimed at first timers saying, "Oh, look, these are the the warning flags, uh, red flags to look out for." This is also for the the sort of seasoned competitor that that maybe needs to be aware of, of of things where I would suggest as a coach to maybe end end prep earlier. And this is not something that any athlete competitor will ever want to do. But sometimes it's a hundred percent needed. So, I guess the first one and probably the most obvious is if you develop uh, as you're prepping, if you develop um, sort of poor relationships with food uh, or binging tendencies, your you know your entire life you may have eaten when whenever you've been hungry, you may have finished eating when you felt full, and I'd let you know I've kind of listened to your hunger cues. Maybe if you fancied something, you ate it and you didn't think twice. Um, if you're someone that's just entered prep for the first time or you've maybe recomped before but it's never been like a, 
you've never been on the money with the recomp and you've been a little bit off and you've never got incredibly in before. Well, now all that has changed, right? And now you are absolutely on it like a car bonnet and you are not going off plan. And for the most part, if it's your first time, uh, even second, third time, you're probably following the meal plan. Um, and in that, in that scenario, you've kind of got to eat what's on the plan without going off. Please don't be one of those people that follows a meal plan and then tries to change a bit here, change a bit there, change a bit here, change a bit there. And then after like two months, what you're eating looks nothing like the meal plan. You know, like have a discussion with your coach. And if you want to go for Fisher macros, that's fine. But it's not something I would probably ever suggest for prep. The, the people with the most successful prep will follow the likes of a meal plan. They might be doing their own food and doing their own calories. But when you look at how they eat, they will be following like their own version of a meal plan, if that makes sense. Like my preps with Callum that I done, not once did he ever give me a meal plan. He gave me macros, but I ate the same things every fucking day at the same times, the same quantities, etc., etc. But let's go back to you started prep, and it's your first time dieting. You know you want to go for it. You want to give it your all. So the first few weeks, they can be relatively easy, right? Because hunger will probably be quite not quite low, but it might be low because you know your your calories are in an okay position. Um, but also the reason it's probably pretty easy for you is that motivation is quite high. You know, you're going to be stepping on stage, maybe for the first time, maybe not, but either way, stepping on stage in, in not a lot of clothing and being judged. Uh, so stay on plan, you, you find it easy. However, you know, a couple of months go by, maybe those couple of months is the first time you've ever went that long without having a, free, a cheap meal, without having sort of sweeties, everything like that. And then, uh, you know, hunger maybe massively ramps up. Now, this is something that you will have to accept. Hunger will be a part of dieting, something you cannot get around. You'll be insatiable and you'll never be able to feel full. I think the, the people that accept this are often the ones that do incredibly well. The ones who fixate on that hunger, the ones that try to work around it and try and chase that sort of satiated, full feeling, those are the ones that I feel can develop that sort of poor relationship with food. I think it's natural that you may crave certain foods uh, when you're restricting. However, if you find that those cravings are becoming all you can think about um, and you know all you can think about is the next time you eat um, and maybe perhaps it's causing you to binge, then that should be the first red flag, right? So, as I said, if you embrace the hunger, you accept it's normal and you don't fixate on it, I think you'll be okay. If you don't and you do fixate on it, this is where um, red flags can, can occur now. Of course, if like, I look, I understand and I'm human and can, can say, right, if a little bit of a binge or overeating's happened once, then it's not the end of the world. And if you've discussed it with your coach straight away and it, it didn't happen again, that's fine. You've talked it through. You're okay to keep going. However, if that binging uh, or you know, binging persists and it increases the frequency and it gets a lot worse, you know, I'd strongly suggest, boom, end the diet there and then. It's not worth developing eating disorders, poor relationships with food, simply for a bodybuilding show. And the best piece of advice I would give you is to talk about it with loved ones, talk about it with your coach, but then also talk about it with a professional. You know, reach out to a therapist and, and have a chat. I'll always say, say, it's not my remit when it comes to those sort of binging tendencies and I'll always like to, to and I can have a chat and help support but if someone needs professional help then I'm always going to say I'm always going to suggest to refer it because too often in this industry like 
athletes will feel ashamed of it and you, you know what I'll say is you should never feel ashamed but they'll try and hide it and they try and fix it themselves and they try and go a little bit lower calories to try and make up for it and they get in this like binge restrict cycle um, and it can often become a lot worse if it persists for weeks on end. I actually just took on board a new client who um, who isn't someone that competes but in their consultation pack had said that they have uh, binging tendencies and uh, been you know I, I said look this is something that won't go away on its own and you're like, oh but I'll just want to stick to the plan and we'll see how we go I went no 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 if you want to work with me I'm going to ask that you reach out to a therapist he did and as we started in that first week he was like mate I'm so happy that uh, that that you suggested that and I wish I'd done it sooner and it was it was great to hear that and I think there's not enough of that in our industry right there's too many kind of quote unquote mindset coaches when uh, we have to understand what our profession is and at times when we need to refer out we absolutely should now i think that one of the other reasons to think about pulling pulling the plug on prep early is just you know poor adherence um and i guess one thing that we have to make very very clear that a little bit of overeating and like simply because you want to um or you're just being an idiot is very different to binging right both shouldn't ever be considered the same thing and should be kept in completely different sentences. So when I say poor adherence to the diet, I'm simply meaning that you're simply consistently eating a little bit more of what's on your plan or bits and bobs here or there. You know, my partner made this meal and um, the left half of it, so I ate that half or I ate some of it was in the pot, blah, blah, blah. You're being very aware that you're doing it, but you're not necessarily binging. And I've, I've often had the, you know, a conversation with clients who aren't dropping weight like I feel they should or body fat like they should and simply say, look, I know there's more more food going in that's been accounted for. Like a female or a male of your muscle mass, of your weight, on these calories, on this output should be dropping uh, X, Y, and Z at a rate of loss. And usually it stems with, yeah, yeah, you know, Vaughn, I've been, been having this, I've been having that. We, we chat about it, we talk it through and we sort it. Now, I think, firstly, if it's, if it's happened once or twice, again, I can get it. It was a weakness, it was a sign of weakness, and you know, you, you've nipped in the bud. Um, but if it's happening all the time, you got a question like, why you're prepping, or are you cut for this? Is this for you? Because maybe you're just consistent with eating because you're hungry, um, which we've already established that you will be hungry. You've got to put up with that. Um, but as a coach, like, if you see that fat loss is stalling, you know, I'm 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 pushing your cardio, I'm pushing your steps, I'm pulling your food down, playing a bit of light politics or whatever, trying to elicit more of a fat loss response. But if if as a an athlete you're continuously, purposefully overeating, like, oh he's put fifty grams of oats, but fuck it, I'm just I just have eighty five. That's just what I do and that's what I have, or oh he's pulled that nut butter out, but fuck it, I've just kept it in, you know. If you're consistently doing that, then what that'll lead to is stagnation which leads to frustration inevitably makes what you're doing you know even worse because you, you do it even more because you're frustrated that you're not dropping but inevitably it just it, it ends your prep because your coach will pick up on it but instead of that like instead of them picking up on it a bit later than sooner why not once you've done it once or if it's happened once or twice why not reach out have a conversation with your coach about what's going on talk it through um i've had so many clients over the years like and it's saved preps whereas if you just continue to do what you're doing then prep will be done you'll be way far too far behind too much to pull off 
and it'll never happen. Um, but sometimes we just need to have it's like that that conversation that that little bit of a of a kick. I'm going to say a little bit of a kick up the arse, and um, before you're like right, okay, and then then now you're on it. But I think that one thing I should should overemphasize, or one thing I should make clear, is that you do not have to feel ashamed if you can't stick to your diet. You are a human. It's all about how you go asking for help around it, but then ultimately understanding that like, if you can't stick to the diet, like prep's not for you and that's okay. You don't need to be comparing against anybody else, what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's just that the process that it takes to get there isn't something that you're willing to go through or can handle. And that's absolutely fine. That does not make you any lesser of a person. It just means that this isn't for you. Now, I think when it comes to adherence, uh, we also need to discuss, it's not just food, right? It's also like training. It's your cardio. It's your weight sessions. It's your steps. If you find yourself like missing any of these, you're maybe thinking, right, is it a lack of motivation? Or are you simply exhausted? You're like, oh, I don't have the energy for it. Like, if it's the latter... I would simply add that like energy levels are always going to be like rock bottom throughout prep. It's something that everyone must deal with. Like we, we none of us have energy. In fact, the only time you probably have energy is when you train or is when you do cardio. But sometimes just the thought of the thought of doing it is you're like, oh fucking hell, I can't be bored with that. So if you're experiencing that, I want to say that's totally normal. If your head's in a good spot, your relationship with food is good and solid, keep pushing you'd be absolutely fine. But if you're someone that comes to me and says, oh, Vaughn, you know, um, I'm just finding that my motivation uh, is low, it's causing me to miss sessions, you know, and I'm not really up for it. I understand, uh, you know, what I want to say is that like, not all of us are motivated all the time. The working mum that gets up at 4.30am to do her cardio before the kids get up might not be motivated to do it, but she's maybe disciplined enough to know that if she does it consistently, and it's the only time she can get it in, if she does it consistently, then she knows that, that those accumulation of sessions will help her get towards her end goal. No one wakes up saying, oh yeah, I'm buzzing, I've got 45 fucking minutes on the Stairmaster. None of us are like that, right? Not, not, <laughs> not many of us anyway. Um, so I would say if your motivation is low, I can understand it. However, there should be this big driver in the back of your mind it keeps you disciplined. It's like, right, I've only got X amount of days till I step on stage in a bikini, in bodybuilding trunks, whatever it is. But if you're if you just genuinely find that like that doesn't make you want to do it, and like again, as I said, like that is fine. It, it's all right to understand that maybe just prep isn't for you. Um, I think it's probably better to realise that earlier than later. Like if you if you're someone that you're 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 disciplined and you you're going to do it and you think actually fuck doing this for another sort of 16 weeks then fair enough fair play man absolutely like no issues whatsoever but what i'll say is that if you stick it out honestly like the reward is just it's really hard to put into words that's the thing about um a bodybuilding show or prep there's no instant gratification. The gratification for the, the work that you put in comes much later. And that's not something that's the norm in today's society. Like, you want something online, you buy it, boom, it's there the next day. 
you know what I mean? You want some food, boom, it's at your house within 20 minutes. Like, we live in a society that has instant gratification, but with prep, it's just so much further down the line. But that's what makes it so rewarding. And you'll have first-time competitors, or even not just first-time, you know, second, third, fourth, whatever it is, just tell you how proud they are of themselves. And it sounds like, it sounds like really, like if someone's not a bodybuilder like that, they're a bit sort of big-headed or they're being a bit of a dick or whatever. When it's not, it's just that if you don't get it, like if you've never been through it, you'll never understand what it takes. So then going, like dealing with the cravings, dealing with the like low motivation and energy to go do your cardio, but you go do it and you just do it repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. When the time comes and you achieve what you want to achieve, it is so, so rewarding. Um, other re- other sort of uh, reasons to, to pull the plug with prep would just be your mental health. Now, everyone out there will probably agree that, that this should probably be the, maybe the top of the list, right? And when it comes to continuing prep or not, because yes, it's a big physical challenge, but it's a huge, huge mental challenge as well. Um, and if you're someone that struggles with mental health or has begun to struggle with mental health ever since your prep started, then I think that you must weigh up whether or not it's worth continuing. Um, prep's hard, like very hard. There's no doubts about it. But if, if it increases your feelings of low self-worth, depression, anxiety, negative self-talk, like these are all red flags that you need to be aware of. Um, and, I, you know, I, I understand that naturally you'll always question how you get when it comes to this negative self-talk. You'll always question how you look. You'll always question whether you're going to be ready. You, you know, as I've said before in other podcasts, you'll one minute you'll think you look flat, the next minute you think you look amazing, the next minute you think you look, you know, absolutely shite. That's normal. That's that's totally, totally fine. But if, if you really start talking down to yourself and you're finding yourself at a little bit of a loss, um, or with you know, or, or any any symptoms at all, uh, the first thing to do, reach out to your coach, have a conversation. They may have some experience of clients in the past that have, have had similar sort of feelings um, and can give you a little bit of advice um, and help you make the decision of whether or not it's to continue. Um, as I said earlier in this podcast, like in my in my experience, I'll, I'll have the chat and nine times out of 10 uh, or 99% of the time we end prep um, and they often feel much better after the phone call when we've had the conversation because they feel like it's a big weight lifted off their shoulders. But the first thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, if we're feeling, you're feeling a bit more depressed or feeling like anxiety is increasing or as I said about the binge intensities earlier on, like you have to speak to a professional because um, it's not my remit to help, you know, I will do everything I can to help and support that client and support their mental health. But it's, it's understanding just that we're, what our place is as online coaches um, or physique coaches, prep coaches, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, understand where our remit is and where it's not and as I've said to you before having some clients in the past that have said look I reached out to this therapist and I'm getting therapy and it's, it's amazing it's changed my life thank you so much for recommending it sometimes it just takes it just takes someone like as a coach someone to say look I think you should reach out for then someone to go do it and for them to have a huge a huge sort of impact on their life so yeah to me I'll say everyone like if like there's absolutely no reason why your mental health should get any uh, needs to get any worse, or like just for a fucking bodybuilding show. Simple as that, or a photo shoot, or whatever it is. If you're finding any of those sort of symptoms I mentioned, or anything at all, 
then I strongly suggest have a chat with your coach and consider whether you know it's worth continuing and maybe you should uh, look at potentially pulling the plug. Um, other reasons as well, you could say, you know, personal circumstances may have changed. Um, and that, I guess this is, you know, it's by last, but by no means least, right, would be just considering that, you know, if you are someone that has uh, started a new job, just started a new job, or you've got a new job throughout prep, you got a new house, uh, you got promotion, you may have split with your partner, uh, or maybe you've just started a, a new relationship, you know, that's all going to come down to, to weighing up um, whether whether you can manage what's going on in your personal life uh, alongside dieting. Uh, now, if you're an online coach, a PT, it's going to be relatively straightforward. You're probably going to be able to balance everything and make everything work. You know, you'll say, right, I'll do my cardio then and I'll move those boxes into the house then. I'll train then and then I'll, I'll, I'll pack that room then. But if you're someone that works nine to five, has kids, um, you know, your situation can be very different. The best way to look at it is like, will I still be able to do my cardio training, stick to my diet alongside what I've got on? Uh, you know, if you've got a new job uh, that requires you to do um, overtime or maybe it goes over, you know, it takes the time away from when you do your cardio, you're like, right, can I find a solution um, and do my cardio at a different time of the day or does it now not work because I have to pick up the kids, I have to do this X, Y, and Z. You're maybe... Been got promotion, you now need to work the nights. You know, can you rejig your schedule to make sure you fit in your training, your car, and everything else in between, while still being a mum, still being a dad? Um, if you're in a new relationship, um, you're maybe craving those couples nights in, the takeaway, the meals out, the drinks out. You've, it's new, it's exciting. Your partner wants to take, you know, take you out or go out with you, and um, they maybe, you know, maybe they don't understand uh, what you're trying to do. But all questions that you must ask yourself, right? And I personally add, like, where there's a will, there's a way. It's as simple as that. And if, if you can find the time, you will, like, regardless of what's going on in your life. Um, but as I said, let's, let's not forget that the stage will always be there. So if you physically have to push it back by a few months or to next year, like, that's not a bad thing. Like, I've had people this year pull out, um due to a variety of reasons that I won't go into, but we've said, right, okay, well, actually, we'll we'll prep next year. We'll do that. And I've had I've people prep this year that said the same last year. Like, they said exactly the same, or they were going to do an earlier show, they didn't, and we've done a later show instead, and they've, they've easily had success, so it's not the end of the world. And then there was actually one that um, I didn't actually put in, uh, I've written an article about this, it'll be on the website. One that I didn't put in that Claire actually mentioned, um, which was... Uh, prepping for the wrong reasons, which uh, I think that she's, she's absolutely spot on, which would ultimately be like, oh, you're prepping for an Instagram photo or you're prepping because you think that it's what you want to do and you think that it looks cool and that, that prepping will make you happy um, and it'll fill that void within you. But ultimately you find that, you know, the process is miserable and or you did it and you found that you still felt a little bit empty after it. And that it, the reason it resonated with me is because it was just like, it was in my head for my first show. Like when she said that, I went, damn, that was kind of exactly how, how I felt for my very first show. Um, and that by the end of prep, after that show, I had really um, pushed everyone away that was close to me. Um, if you weren't interested in, in me and my show, I wasn't interested in you. I was left feeling very alone. Um, 
very isolated from from everyone and everything really um, and all I really had was my work and my training um, which sounds cool and sounds like yeah hardcore but um, you know I was doing it because I thought like oh um, you know me doing this show will bring me happiness and I'll, I'll get a trophy and that'll make me even that, that'll give me that'll, that'll sort of dictate my self-worth and how good of an athlete I am and then you know, I ended up not placing my first show and felt very loaded after. Um, and it took a while to realise that, you know, there was a lot more to life than than a bodybuilding show. So, yeah, I just thought I would add that in there. Um, not something that I sort of were prepared to speak about today, but Clara literally mentioned it two minutes before I pressed record on this podcast. So I figured, yeah, it was definitely a, definitely a topic I thought I would I'd think about. So I think that for as much as I'll always encourage people to continue in a prep and, you know, try and help save their prep from a client and whatnot, I think that there's many, many instances where it's maybe better to pull out of a prep rather than continuing. It's not something I, I would, as an athlete, would want to do. So I could totally relate if you're someone that's like 50-50, you're unsure, you're on the fence. Um, but the first thing to do communicate with your coach see if it can help see if you can work through this sort of issue that you feel is arising um but whether it be your relationship with food your adherence your mental health your personal circumstance whatever it is you should never feel ashamed about asking for help or having to end your diet and um, the stage will always be there in fact i would say it's a lot brave this is very brave to ask for that help or to look out have a have a conversation because oh just over the years man i've seen so many people try and hide hide it and it just it goes on for a lot longer so then the recovery period is is a lot longer than it potentially could be if you had uh, sort of you know pulled the plug earlier and just simply asked for that help but for anyone listening if you are prepping whether it be this year next year you know wherever you are in your journey like i wish you the most success i, I possibly could wish you I hope that everything goes swimmingly well and i hope that you don't experience any anything that i've spoke about on this podcast but it's just making you aware of some of the common things that as a coach someone that works with uh, you know with with athletes and puts them on stage that I've seen over the years um, with my clients with other coaches clients etc etc and just just allowing you to to take on board some information of the red flags to maybe look out for um, for, for your own prep but as I said um, the, the more you communicate with your coach, you speak to loved ones around you, you speak to others around you that get it, the better environment that you'll be situated in. And if the better environment, then the, you know success ultimately becomes uh, inevitable rather than happening by chance. So listen, guys, that is it for me. Wherever you are, I hope you are well. But also, wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans. <laughs>